theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston, France to ATR. Three, two, one. Hi-yo, hi-yo, my wonderful friends. Hello, Quinn. How's it going? Good. How are you, my love? It's going very well. We are entering the future world once again because we like it there. Future is a choice. Future is an attitude. And this is the attitude that we have. And it's been opening up our brains. Like, But the further we lean into the future, the more that we're starting to think about situations that are going on today and how they might change for the better. Yeah. And this whole... Yeah, we'll we'll just kind of dive into it. I honestly don't know exactly what the title of this podcast is going to be as we're recording it. Yeah, because it's a very t- difficult question. But the way that we're working around this working title right now is like, how much does one trust themselves? Yeah, and this whole idea was sparked by the question of cybersecurity and how secure do we need to be with our passwords and acknowledging that it is very possible for a lot of talented individuals to take over your computer, hack you, move the money from here to there. And that's kind of a little bit of a scary thought. But in reality, I think if there, there's a lot of very talented people that if they want to go after someone, they have the ability to do so. Yeah. And so it's made me think, rethink a lot. And we made an episode about how to like increase your protection online. Yeah. But this is more focused on well, how much do we really trust ourselves to keep and manage? I mean, how many passwords do I have now? I probably have hundreds in my whole entire life now, and I have to remember them all. And that's why people always default to, well, make it the same password for every single yeah. one. That way you'll always be able to get in. But that's like a, a number, a top rule for how to get, make sure that you end up protecting yourself is if you use the same password every time, danger danger stranger stranger is trying to get into your stuff and it's like oh well this is their mcdonald's login account let me try it on their bank oh success yeah i'm in boom so it makes me think like why what should people do moving forward to ensure that they're protecting themselves online with their online profile and do is that the way of the future is that people want to have possession of their own passwords or is it better for the browser to do it for you that's a it's a good question i think that obviously even, I mean, as the internet was created and now that we have more people online than ever with more accounts than ever online also, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's just out of convenience. You don't have to go into the bank anymore. You can just log on on your phone yeah. or on your, your computer, right? right? With all of this ability and convenience comes a lot of responsibility, exactly, right? Yes. And I think that one of the big things that people kind of just would rather not deal with right now is... Mm the idea that their identity could be so easily stolen or hacked. Yeah. Now, it's like a I lot know of work. People, it is a lot of work, okay? But I think that it's actually not that bad if you took like a full day to really assess the health of your your Cyber entire security. security. Yeah, right. like where are my passwords stored? Like how do I actually ensure that I don't get locked out of these accounts? How do I mm-hmm. do sort of two-factor authentication? Not 
through a text message, right? Right. There are lots of other ways to do it. And <laughs> See, we're already taking it like where it's like so many extra steps. Though. There, there are a lot of extra steps, but I think that it's like basically what it is is shifting your mind and saying, you know what, I'm going to take responsibility for this, mm-hmm. and I know that I'm not going to be able to protect myself from every single threat. But if I could be the most difficult one of them all to like really hack into of the people who are maybe at a conference who are everyone's using like a public internet, right? Yeah. If I could just do that. You don't really have, you can kind of set it and forget it. You ha- hmm. But I do, not not really, but to an extent, right? right. To the point where. So if you prep, then yeah, you don't have to think about it all too the much. time. Exactly. Because, okay, the thing is, is if you're not thinking about this, what the heck are you doing? Honestly, <laughs> I have. There's a lot of things people are doing, but I know what you mean. Well, okay, seriously, stop using the same password. Super easy. And yeah. like, I know we covered this all in a different podcast, but I think that the thing is, is people are like, well. It's not going to happen to me. Yeah, I'm why tell- would they hack me of all people? I'm telling you, there are so many hacks that go on an, on a daily basis. It is so easy to hack. And especially if someone is near you and wants to do it, it's actually super, super easy. Right. It's not just like a data breach of like, okay, all of these Facebook profiles, all their information just got stolen. Like mm-hmm. banks get hacked all the time. I mean, right. this happens all the time. And it's actually so much easier to do than you actually think. Just YouTube it, how mm. to hack, whatever. Like you can actually figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have. And unfortunately, I mean, I hope more white hat hackers, you know, come into Mm. the mix. And I think that that's like, it's an interesting endeavor in general. But I think that one thing that we're headed towards that a lot of people don't really, I mean, I don't know, maybe they haven't really considered it is, okay, the idea with with blockchain, right? (laughs) The biggest thing with blockchain, Mm -hmm. and this is kind of where our our privacy and our security has been heightened big time thanks to our immersion in this space yes um the key phrase is not your keys not your coins yeah right so if it's not your password if you're not the one responsible for the password and you're relying on the company to do that yeah, what happens if, for you what happens if the company gets hacked right there's no protection there's right. no fdic insurance that you're going to get your money back okay mm-hmm. so the thing is is you have to have you have to take responsibility right now my question though and i think this is a valid question is do people want to take responsibility of it? Because, for example, it's very convenient having Google uh, save all your passwords. I yeah. mean, they even create your password, you know? So many people are creating passwords, and now you get the little green, yellow, red bar where it's like, not a very strong password. And you're like, damn it, how long does this need to be? How many little special yeah. characters do I need to put in here for it to be secure enough? And Google will create a very strong secure password that you will never be able to memorize and you don't even have to write it down super convenient but in that situation those if if we're following the statement of not your keys not your coin it's not your password it's google so if google gets hacked then you're hacked so do people want to have that responsibility or that burden of having to manage it and create it to be secure what is in, in the let's just take the google chrome browser example do you think it's safer for people to have Google not only save your passwords, but also create your passwords? Or do you think it's better for an individual to create their password and then manage it in their own way? I think that, okay, there are a lot of other options just besides Google. And I would say mm. no to Google. I would say Google is probably <laughs> the most convenient. Yes. Mm-hmm. Most convenient. I don't have to even... I don't even have to take on the burden, the cognitive burden of creating a new password. Yeah. Like, whoa, just think about that for a second. Think about who 
has more control of the internet than others, right? Mm. Think about the organizations, the centralized organizations that have made so much money off of the internet. Why? Because Mm. people don't want to take on that burden themselves because they would rather have someone to blame if something happens. They would rather. I don't know if that's the reason why they would rather. I think it's more of convenience. It is convenience, but there's also that safety net. Like I, I know who to point to if something gets messed up. I mean, mm. Amex, you have your credit card. Some fault, let someone steals your credit card and does a transaction, they'll reverse it, no problem, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But and that's not always basically. I mean, there are some bad actors out there, right? There are some people who just like actually do steal credit cards, which is crazy to me. But like, you know, that is a real thing. How do you protect that? Well, there's like a whole industry basically that makes a shit ton of money mm-hmm. on ensuring people from losing their own money because they don't trust themselves. I mean, think about it. How many people on a daily basis just like get frustrated because they keep on losing their keys mm. or they misplace a remote control or they misplace whatever. Think about like, okay, on top of everything that you already have to kind of continue to balance throughout the day and all the accounts that you have online. I mean, mm-hmm. I have accounts that I don't even know I have still right of, mm-hmm. of like, I don't know, like blogger.com. Do I ever use blogger? Does blogger even exist? I know I have an account on there. How, did I ever close it? No. Mm. Tumblr, same thing. Like there are accounts that kind of like just go away and you don't, yeah. you stop using. And you might have the same password that you exactly currently use today back then. But so. I do think that it's be, it, like most of this is out of convenience and there's a lot that you have to kind of, it's a lot of responsibility, but I do think we have to move, we have to kind of shift towards more of, you know, taking back your control and it is it is less convenient Mm -hmm. but it's for your own benefit so do you think this is what the people want because when we're looking at like the whole how creation of bitcoin one primary reason was they wanted you to have more control and ownership of your money yeah and you couldn't do that too much in the digital world and so now they are kind of allowing you rather than being dependent on a bank you are essentially your own bank with your coins if you keep your own keys and you create your own keys right Right. so that's kind of i mean if we're bringing it into like the physical world pre-bitcoin that's like saying well i have a bunch of cash you know in my closet or under my bed or whatever and therefore i'm not dependent on the bank but you are responsible if someone comes into your house and points a gun at your head and then says give me your cash I mean, bada bing, bada boom. That's kind of like the the real world version of like what could happen with your Bitcoin if you yeah. don't, you know, ha- take the responsibility of, of the key. So it becomes two factor. Like, do I trust myself to have it in my possession versus it being in some like in the bank? If it does get if, if the bank gets robbed there, you're not going to lose money from your own personal account. It's there. It's going to be from the, they're going to take the hit on it. Yeah. So like, how do we view this when it comes to just like regular passwords online? And do we want to take possession of it? Do we want to feel that responsibility? Because in all honesty, it's a lot to manage. And I do think that there's mm. probably going to be some technology that will help bridge this disconnect that I sincerely think is becoming more and more prominent. Yeah. And I do think it will surround itself around the blockchain technology. But in this current moment with the current situation, I don't think a lot of people want to take on the burden of, of being responsible for their own passwords and for their own keys. I agree. I And your question, which is the original question, is, you know, do we trust ourselves? And I would say, would you trust yourself over the bank to actually, you know, 
protect your, hold your, your cash. Yeah, hold your cash, right? Uh, I would say most people, at least in the United States of America, they keep the majority of their uh, financial income in the bank. Yes. Than keeping it under their bed. And we saw when we were in like Guatemala, a lot of them didn't have access to a bank. So they had to keep it in yeah. the shoebox under their bed or whatever. But like when we're looking at in, going into the future and we're trying to become less dependent on these other companies or institutions to manage things for us, and sometimes not even insured, then yeah. then it starts becoming a bit more of a question like, do I want to have that trust in myself to be able to manage this yeah. if it's not insured, you know? There's uh, that's a, a deep one. It's a deep one. I agree. It, it, it's a, there's a trade-off with either one, right? right. So the trade-off with, you know, letting an organization or institution, you know, protect you and, and trust that they're going to actually do what they do in terms of not liquidate your cash, which mm-hmm. did happen in the United States of America in the Great Depression. People mm-hmm. just lost their cash. This happened recent, more even more recently in Greece where the banks just said, sorry, we messed up. We're yeah. taking everyone's cash. That was a big moment, mm-hmm. right? And the, and right now we're in a in a really interesting catalyst moment. I feel also where more people are questioning institutions and the control and the power that they have mm. over citizens. Like, why yeah. do we actually? Every institution or organization is just made up of human beings that are just like you and me. Mm. So why do they have the control over me? Yeah, right? or is it necessary for them? To, is is it going to be safer for me to give them? the control rather than me keep it myself. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of where it's getting kind of, I think it's getting to that point. Yeah. Because additionally, it's not the fact that someone could steal from them. It's also the fact that like they're, it's becoming more and more prominent for someone to be able to steal directly from you. You know, like it's, there's a a lot more hacks. Like if you look at the quantity of hacks over time, more and more are going on and we're seeing it like from like younger kids too. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very true. But like my, my question for you is, do you think to, I mean, in my mind, if I was a hacker and I wanted to actually like be as effective as I could with one hack, I would definitely target an organization rather than an individual. Mm. See, that's interesting because the organization Ascent, well, has or, so many more resources to protect they themselves. They do, but they also know the weakness lies in their centralization, mm. that it's all right there. Yeah. It would be way more difficult. Like, why Why would someone pick you and me out of everyone? Like, of all the people to hack and, like, actually steal from the stuff that I protect myself. Yeah. So there's a greater a, reward if they can break the institution, but... I would say in general, it's going to be much more difficult for them to do so than the average human getting the average yeah, human. Yeah. The average individual for sure. Uh, we, we've met people who have basically gone rogue in terms of, you know, the banking system and yeah. they are like completely fully responsible for their own stuff, which we've, I, al- we've also met people who have told us that they've been SMS hacked, which is where yep. the, wh- whatever their carrier is, they, someone pays them to make a replica of their SIM card. And then when they do the two-factor authentication to the text message, they get the same text message and they're able to log in to their bank account or whatever yeah. it is. Dangerous, and that's happened a lot. And then you can't even trace where the money went because yeah. you can move it so quick through this digital realm. Yeah. And well, yeah, that, it's that's, crazy. that's where definitely like credit cards and whatnot, like Visa, MasterCard, and Amex, like that's where... That's the benefit that, mm. that because They're, if yeah, something happens, yeah, if something happens, 
they're going to say, they're going to walk, there's, they have a whole procedure of how to mm-hmm. actually get you your money back, you yeah. know? And if you don't have them, like you're kind of screwed over. What are you going to do? Like get a police report together yeah. and like hope that they find them like that. It's gone, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I think, look, I think you and I are really questioning this idea of like, do we trust ourselves more well, than we do institutions or organizations to do it for us? And right. I feel and like when we say we, I don't think we're necessarily saying you and I, I think when I'm saying we, I'm thinking like humans in general. Yeah. Like, do you think that we as humans want to have the, the, benefit of these middle middlemen to protect us but then by putting it all in there we're susceptible because now it it's all in one pool it's a bigger target for someone to go after well unfortunately what's happening too is the design of a lot of applications on one's phone and Mm. and across the internet even on a desktop you sign up using your google id or you sign up using facebook id or you sign up using linkedin id and so now you've got your id Attached. From, yeah, attached yeah. to all these things, which then connect back. And so it's super easy so to trace. That's kind of like the same thing with the pool. Like the it, now it's a bigger reward if you get your Google login because now you get access to all the passwords that Google created for you. Exactly. Versus you spreading it out and not putting all your eggs in the basket. Yeah. See, and like I said, like there's, there's, a, there's trade-offs to centralization and decentralization. Centralization, mm-hmm. we can understand and identify the issue at hand and if you have enough power, money, whatever, you're of a size mm-hmm. that can actually make these things go away or protect better than anyone else. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the benefit of that. And it's a benefit to the consumer because it's out of convenience. I know there's peace of mind to an extent, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so like if I'm if one messes up and someone's credit card gets stolen as they're traveling, like I know that I could just call and I'll be fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However there's a trade-off with that too. And like the decentralization, like a decentralized format where you're, you know, it's your information is not centralized in one location, mm-hmm. right? It's actually spread out and it's really difficult to figure out and trace back to your accounts, your bank accounts, your social accounts and all yeah. that stuff. Um, the, the benefit of that is that it is more difficult to actually get all your stuff. So mm-hmm. if I only got one little thing that just ends right there, right. As opposed to it being connected. Now I have access to all of your accounts. Right. So there's, there's pros and cons to them both. Now yeah. I, I, I think that the convenience right now is outweighing the threat mm. for now. The convenience of having someone else hold yeah. your passwords and potentially creating the passwords for you. Yep. Okay. I think that that is outweighed by the, the benefit of that is outweighed by, um, the, potential fear that someone has of getting hacked okay so then the next question becomes do you think in the future it's gonna be i mean because in all honesty if there's a centralized company like like let's just do the bank example right and they say we guarantee you that if someone comes into our bank and steals all the money or if someone hacks this bank account or hacks your account you're protected guaranteed so it's providing you with a free sense of insurance then do you think that that's going to be the way that people will continue to trend towards and i mean if if it's fully insured and they're going to fulfill that then that sounds pretty freaking awesome versus if you keep it under your bed you're never going to be able to get like an insurance policy that's going to protect you strong enough more than what a bank can offer yeah that's a good point. Yeah, I think that I I, th- I think that this is an issue that hasn't been solved by anyone yet. Mm-hmm. And 
right now, I mean, how many people have you heard like say like, yeah, I know I should probably change up my passwords or Mm -hmm. yeah, I know I should probably, you know, not connect it with Facebook, but God, it's just like so convenient. It's just so annoying that I have to keep on making something new up. Right. So that's got to change first. Like, Mm. and I don't know why the organizations would change, Mm. right? Because they're obvious it's working. The convenient factor of like, you should just use this because then you don't have to make something new up. Well, I think, I think the advantage of them. So let's take this outside of the bank and like, let's actually continue to bring it into the whole crypto world. When we're looking at these different exchanges, Coinbase just went public. Gemini is probably the most, the second most prominent one available created by the Winklevoss twins. And they have been stating that if you have cryptocurrency on their exchange, they're protecting it because they also keep it in cold storage. Yeah. So now it's making you question, is it better for me to take it off their exchange than me being power of it, my keys, my coins, or because they're doing it, they're taking that extra level of it. I mean, the complexity of having someone go into their system and then hack it from cold storage it could arguably, depending on how they put it together, it could be unhackable. And therefore, which one do you think will win? Do you think that, I think more people will go towards the, hey, I'm going to give it to them. Yes. Especially if it's insured. Yes. Versus me taking possession of it. And the other thing with keeping possession of it is not only are you responsible for like holding it and if someone comes and steals it from you, but you're also responsible for like remembering the password or making sure that you don't lose the hardware device. Yeah. That's a whole nother complexity to it. How many stories are there of someone who had it on their hard drive and then they threw away it on accident and then they're hunting through the garbage dumpsters trying to find it and they lost millions, if not billions of dollars. Like, yeah, that's where I'm starting to wonder, like, what does this future world look like? Cause it seems as though we're all trying to go decentral, but maybe in the end we end up going back to central which just doesn't necessarily make it more decentral. It just kind of shifts the power from these institutions using old technology to institutions that use new technology that are more secure through these other organizations. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, all really, really valid points. I I would say, though, with, with Coinbase and Gemini, those are definitely the first onboarding platforms. Like, if you've never really you know, messed with crypto or you've never even really played around with it. The first account you're probably going to open is one of those. Yeah. And because it's so easy, it's like opening up a Robinhood account and yeah. there's KYC. If you're not, if you're a U.S. citizen, like, and no matter what account you make with the bank, you yeah. have to do this, right? The, you have the, to. They've, they've validated themselves over time. To, yeah. They haven't had any major, major hacks or anything that stands out and people, and they probably, if you look at the quantity of money with them, they're probably the, they have the most. In yeah, their accounts. Yeah, for sure. Now, we call these centralized DeFi exchanges. And there's a reason for it because they, it is centralized. Like the keys that John's talking about where they're saying we're going to take a lot of this offline, we're going to take it into heart and cold storage. The amount that you have in that account on Coinbase, though, mm. doesn't necessarily have its own distinct number with it associate like it does have a number with it but it's not your secret you don't know what that secret code is right and the very first example that ever existed an exchange trading just bitcoin mount gox the worst thing ever happened like Mm -hmm. it's already happened where coinbase all of a sudden could get hacked if that happened and everyone who held 
whatever amount of crypto in that exchange regardless it's gone yeah. and there's nothing that they can do about it yeah. and, it's gone and because no one ever had their own keys well mount gox first they never explicitly stated that they were insured and two they didn't really take the security to the degree that maybe gemini and coinbase have have got the benefit sure. of learning from of to further ensure greater security within their own system. Of course, they've evolved and they've learned from those mistakes. So it's not like Mt. Cox was like basically the gold rush. That was like it wild west. It was about west. $750 million hack, something yeah. like that. Well, it, was, it was the wild west. It was like one of the only ones that people could use to actually buy Bitcoin relatively you know, easily. That, that's interesting you called the wild west because I still feel like this current phase is similar to the wild west still it it (laughs) is but i would say coinbase was kind of a marked moment for me at least and i'm sure a lot of people like Mm. um a cryptocurrency exchange just went public on Mm. the new york stock exchange in the u.s like be less of the wild west yeah you are officially a centralized wall street company right publicly traded like you're just like jp morgan chase but you're just not you're fully into crypto right and 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 so the thing is is like worst case scenario I, is that going to happen? I have no idea. It could happen though. Like that's mm. an, that's it's a real thing that could actually yeah. happen regardless of their insurance, regardless of all these things. If you don't know what your password is, if you don't have your own wallet, if you don't have all of those things, then you are kind of, the trade-off is is you're hoping that mm-hmm. the company does the right thing. Well, then I guess in the most simple terms it comes down to the question of do you trust which one do you think is more likely to happen? Do you think it's more likely that they're going to get hacked and you're going to lose your coin or that you'll either get hacked or you'll lose it yourself because you have full possession of it? That's where I think, I don't know, I'm just having an open conversation I, with you, but no, that's where 100%. I think the majority of people are going to say, I'd rather put it in the big pot yeah. and I'm going to have them hold it, secure it, it uh, ideally insure it, and yeah. then then I don't have to worry about it. And, yeah. it. and it feels better that it, like I don't have this anxiety on my shoulders of like, where's my password? Does this person have, you know, like all these little things, right? I think you're absolutely right. The majority of people will do that. The majority of people do that currently. Why would they change? Why mm. would they change? Well, maybe the question is, why should they? Well, no, why, why do we know people who literally are the exact opposite of most people? Hmm. Because they've experienced it themselves. Maybe they've been targeted by a hack. They know someone who lost a bunch of money on Mt. Gox. They've actually started playing with they, they, the they, alternative, yeah, an exchange solution. and they they didn't own their keys. They knew it, but it wasn't a big deal at the time. And then all of a sudden it's gone. After mm-hmm. the ICO days of 2017, 2018, gone. Mm-hmm. So much money scammed and stolen. Okay, so this world of crypto and blockchain is still very much Wild West. Companies like Coinbase and Gemini are trying to legitimize it yeah. with the legacy institutions of banking and, and finance and whatnot and investing. Mm-hmm. But as that happens, more people will get onboarded with it, but they will miss the lesson that really all of us already know yeah. who have been in it. That things, just because things have been the way that they have been, doesn't mean that's always going to be the way that they are. Right, yeah. And so it's important to, I think, especially if you really. You know, it, it is important to trust yourself right. with your stuff. And I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, to just say like, oh, I mean, I'm just not one of those people who like the government will take care of everything. The bank will take care of everything. Like mm-hmm. you have to have some sort of so- self-sovereignty and like right. understanding of, you know what, I, I can take some responsibility myself mm-hmm. and I should. Mm-hmm. Because if 
this really, if I really do want to be financially free, it's, I'm not like dependent on an institution to do that for me. So for you personally, even if it is insured, you think that in many situations, it's still better for you to trust your own ability to possess, protect it and have ownership of it. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a really important lesson that I'm grateful to have learned early on without Mm. getting hacked and learning, learning that the hard way. Yeah. But I, that's why I'm embracing it. I don't want to learn it the hard way. Yeah. (laughs) I really don't. So I'm not saying I'm anti, you know, obviously I have a bank account. Like we have bank accounts. Like I'm not anti someone else doing it for me, but if I had the choice, I would probably say it's probably better for me to shift my own mindset Mm. and really take responsibility of my own stuff rather than continuing to be dependent and trust that these companies are going to do what they say that they're going to do. I agree with you. And I think you're also alluded to the fact that it kind of also depends on what what's going on like for example you did say like yes we do have a bank account and we do have yeah. one in there as well and it is insured and and we we think that's one place and maybe that's the way we like spread our eggs yeah. into multiple baskets it's it's not black or white it's not one the other like i'm gonna keep all my money under my bed and i'm gonna yeah. keep all my digital currency in my possession like no it's like you know we'll trust some here we'll trust some yeah. there and that way if one hacker or one thief comes and steals from one you got your others as backups too yeah that's a really good point and it, honestly to be in a position where you can choose is a position of privilege because we lived in many places like john alluded to earlier mm-hmm. where they people don't, don't have, have access to a bank yeah. they don't even have access to a bank and yeah. they can't do it yeah. so they have to tr- like they just have to trust that their stuff's not going to get stolen right. by lots of different means that are just all analog so you know i guess one of the to bring it back to the passwords first don't have all your passwords created by google and saved on google yeah and also don't have all of your passwords the same exact password it's a good idea to hedge your bets and put them in different places so that you don't have everything hacked because of you were dependent on one exactly and that's it for us hope you guys got a lot of value out of it out of this conversation we look forward to speaking with you tomorrow yes and we'll talk to you then bye Bye.